Yo, welcome to the Zillionaires Podcast, where we mainly talk about Seattle-related sports topics and other things as well. I'm your host and moderator, Solo, from Brooklyn. What up, what up, y'all? This is Chisler from Seattle, Washington. They call me the wizard of Washington sports. Every night I gaze into my crystal ball and see the future of what's going down. What's up, guys? This is Krusty from Yakima. I wear my fandom on my sleeve. I get crazy, I get emotional, and I like to throw down ultimatums. Let's have some fun. All right, welcome back. Podcast Zillionaires and Zillionettes for another fun-filled episode of Four Guys Talking Out Their Asses. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was thinking today is that uh, I'm in uh, München, Deutschland, which is Munich, Germany, and it's this beautiful, fine afternoon. I went downtown. The weather's gorgeous. People are out walking around. I had a schnitzel this afternoon. Nice. I was thinking, you know, since I am in this beautiful country and city in the summer, I should go back to the hotel and talk about the Mariners with three guys in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> who just got up like the who 9 a.m. here, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I'm so yeah, pissed off. It's 6 p.m. where I'm at. I had to set I my like, alarm to like... podcast. That is a wrong. That's, <laughs> no, what... Those two oh, things God. should never be together. Yeah, Dude, your, life, yeah, your fest- life is been... so rough, Chisler. I've already been yeah. working for hours before this. <laughs> I've been in a field for three days listening to loud music and pretty much just over it right now. Like the size the of that crowd in, right? was crazy in the, some of those pictures. Oh yeah, that was uh, well. Both shows we did thirty thousand at uh, Southside and about thirty thousand yesterday too. It's been crazy actually. Um, just for the podcast, but, do you go up there and you play the podcast out loud for these people. <laughs> yeah, thirty thousand of them. There. Wow. I sit there and I, I just play it at a DJ booth. I just hit play and everybody just goes crazy. Oh, yeah. They hear that intro. Oh, oh my god! When the intro goes just up, the, the intro hands gets go everybody. Up. Yeah. You know how Germans are? They love to clap to everything, so they clap along to the intro, and then as soon as Krusty starts talking, they go crazy. Yeah. yeah. All the all the crusty all the crusty fans come out. All the crusty fans go nuts. But last night I was like, first of all, I had like a straight up '90s fest last night. I watched Blink 182 play, and then followed by Lincoln Park. I was just what? like, I might as well watch these guys. Yeah, they're they're somehow like having this big like revival, and the Germans love it. Um, so I'm like watching Lincoln Park, and I'm like, all right, this is whack. I got to get out of here. I have a so I go back to the. Oh, go ahead. What? I have this theory. Oh, sorry. I have this theory that our generation is never going to uh, relinquish pop culture to any other generation. We're the first people that, you know, really had the power of the internet. And so we're just archiving everything that we ever came up with music wise, TV wise. And then we're just going to like start recycling it every five years. And, uh, and it's, and then the medical technology will catch up and we'll never die (laughs) as well. So it's just like, it's going to be Ninja Turtles for the next 200 years, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it makes sense because it seems like every. Oh my! You know what's crazy about Lincoln Park too is they actually haven't left the era that they started in fashion-wise. I don't know where they got their clothes. I haven't seen clothes like that since 1998. I was like, what? Like seriously, what's going on? But anyway, I walk back to the bus and I, I lay in my bunk and I'm just like, man, I'm so beat. Three days in a row, standing in fields basically, and 
I look at my text and Krusty's like, let's do this tomorrow. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, do I have like two full-time jobs now? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then I'm also doing my other podcast, little plug here. If you haven't heard it, listeners, late checkout, talking to crewmen and musicians, which I actually know what I'm talking about. Whereas on this podcast, I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's my only problem with late checkout is there's way too much like factual information that it, that sounds believable. Yeah, I need I need more actually... ghost stories and and, uh, and made up and made up statistics. We haven't had any ghost stories in a while. What, what's been going on? We have a uh, Chisler's back and Crusty. We have another guest, uh, Centaur's back from Spokane. How you doing? Oh, doing wonderful. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Are you at a you at a cabin? Or yeah, so we have a cabin up on Deer Lake. Um, real simple. It's a gorgeous day here. I I intend to get horrifically sunburned later on, and uh, and the blender is just already fired up. It's got like a, a V8 Hemi in it. And anyone, <laughs> anyone that's ever been up here just knows the blender is just going nonstop. So 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 by horrifically sunburned, you mean you're gonna step outside for about 17 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all it takes. <laughs> so awesome. you were thinking, I'm on vacation. I'm at Deer Lake. I want to talk to some guys about sports to myself, actually, and uh, dish your family. Exactly. For an hour. Yeah. No, no, none of them are woken up yet. It's perfect yeah. timing. Uh-huh. It's like, no. <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're. What's been going on, Cresty? Oh uh, no, been working just a lot? working. Yeah, just working. We are about to start our our busy season for the summer here uh, officially this afternoon. So. I will be once I leave from you guys. I'll be driving up into the mountains and and working for the next nine million hours straight, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, but it's it's a uh, hundred degrees here. To, or gonna be a hundred degrees here today in Yakima. So I'm happy to be getting up into the mountains where it'll be a beautiful eighty. So, Krusty, no nice. no decapitations of any ki- kids at the camp yet this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, kids start tomorrow or today, so it's just okay. been staff training. And I only lost three or four staff this year in training. So, you know, it's a good ratio. <laughs> I, I took my son to, to Camp Krusty a couple months ago, and there's, like, ropes courses and these, like, ridiculous climbing walls and all these cables and ropes. And, like, Krusty's kind of manning it and, you know, Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kind of is the operative word. Like a, like a carny at the fair. <laughs> He's got but somehow less professional than a carny at the fair. But no, it's, it's the carny that doesn't care. Yeah, I'm He's the carny got, that's quitting that day. He's got like a couple 14 year old kids that are working with spotters, and I'm just like doing the math. Doing the, doing the math, you know, there's all these ropes, little kids, everyone's disengaged. There's got to be three or four kids that get decapitated every summer. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about Chisler. it's all about ratios, though. You just keep it at a low ratio. It's all as long good. as they survive. I mean, that's all that matters. I mean, they might be trauma- uh, traumatized the rest of their life, but you know, because of your life. Also, something's kind of special about where I'm at right now. I just realized this hotel I'm in. I stayed here last fall, and this is the famous hotel with Chisler Gate when he uh, went hard on fantasy and kicked out a few people and then brought him back. <laughs> <laughs> This is where you were when Chisler when Chisler <laughs> went went crazy with power and fantasy football commissioners. I walked in. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the hotel. And I when I when I FaceTimed him and uh, started off with the the slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Chis- what have you been doing, Chisler? You've been working room to room, walking room to room. <laughs> I uh, did some. Well, here I'm going to get into this. Then this I've been uh, I've been digging backyard bushcraft. I don't know if you know what bushcraft is, but uh, it's kind of this survivalist mentality that's you know in the vein of a Bear Grylls or some of those shows that are out there where you. <clears throat> you uh, perfect some skills. Wait, 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 wait. If you yeah, were you backyard, you're, you're doing you're doing <laughs> survival skills in your backyard in in one of the most major metropolitan areas in the Pacific Northwest. So, so you're it's, a, it's, a tra- it's training. You're in a city in your backyard. Okay, just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to make you sure. Saw, I was well, it, yeah, made, I'm, right? I'm, the ideas are evolving in my head, but right now I'm, it's training because. We all know that, you know, the zombie apocalypse is coming, so we have to have some certain skills for that new reality once it hits. Um, I've got a nice big machete. I've got a couple, uh, an axe. I've got a nice survival knife, and I take them out in my backyard, and I learn how to start fires and chop wood and eat insects and whatnot, and I'm thinking it's this is... This is where I need to go in the future. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do like an HGTV show that's um, backyard bushcraft, not survivalist. I'll just go to your backyard and I'll survive in your backyard for a few days. I think this show should be called Freak Your Neighbors Out. I'll, I'll chop your trees down. God, and I'll, what are you talking I'll, about? I'll dig up your, you know, the skill, the skill that's gonna the skill that's gonna keep you alive during the apocalypse is your podcasting. Why don't you just rely on that? I'll just. I think you should also weave in a little bit of naked and afraid. You should do all of it but naked, <laughs> especially in other people's backyards. Exactly. Then you're onto something. Don't you put that well, be hilarious? Oh, what's that dude doing back there? Oh, he's just surviving. <laughs> he's just naked surviving. Oh, you never oh. heard this? It's called backyard bushcraft. That's what everybody's oh, doing God. these days. It's the Mar- he's doing? the Martha Stewart of bushcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be way more Martha Stewart than Bear Grylls. I have a feeling in my bushcraft. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If Bear Grylls was in the Seattle Mariners lineup right now, where would he bat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice transition. After Gamble? Oh, he's hitting ninth. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're good now. Well, let's get into it. They are Yeah, what's going on? I just looked. They're one and a half back in the wild card. They have a winning record, I think. Is that the first time all season? Yeah, it was. Only they by, got, only yeah, by one first game. time over 500. They got Felix back the other night, and he had a consistent, solid outing, looked promising. Uh, I think the thing that maybe is the most exciting for everyone is that uh, the the pitching staff should be coming healthy. I mean, it looks like Smiley uh, pitched a simulated inning, and he's going to pitch another simulated inning uh, here coming up this week. So. You know, if they, they get Smiley back in and Felix can stay healthy, then they could be potentially very good. I had this. Wait, so are you being optimistic right now about the Mariners? <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being realistic, eh? I've been oh, realistic, realistic the whole time. Okay. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's realistic. <laughs> He's bringing a Just real, son. Being negative. I still don't believe the playoffs until I see them, but because I think the, the history has proved otherwise. But they look as good as they have in a really long time. They look really good. 
Okay, okay I so want to jump in here. I want to jump in. Okay, because I, I listened to the Felix game, and then I actually went and uh, I have MLB TV now, so I did the I watched the recap, and those were two different worlds. It's amazing how listening to that Felix game, I was like, okay, Felix, I love you, but man, you seem to be struggling. I don't understand this. You know, like maybe you're done, though. I was kind of feeling like uh, after listening to that game that even though Felix came back, he got the win, I felt like he didn't put up a strong performance enough for me to get behind him yet. But then I watched the recap, and it was like he had fire in his veins, yeah. and he had uh, you know some intensity in his eyes, and he act- it was a totally different picture. So it's like making me realize that while I love listening to the Mariners on the radio and kind of having to use my imagination to put it all together, you don't actually get a true sense of like uh, where Felix is at in his recovery or in his comeback, unless you actually see the video and see the kind of see the work that he put on in the put on in the field. Well, I was actually just going to pose a question and, you know, it's a hallmark of any sports talk radio format where we have to get way ahead of ourselves. So let's just do that for a second. And, and Krusty, I guess maybe we'll start with you. Let's say (laughs) we're approaching the trade deadline. It's a month out. It's, you know, end of July. Um, Mariners are hovering a little over 500. Do Mm -hmm. you want them to go for it? And you know, and, and what does that look like for you in terms of moving prospects? What kind of pieces do you want them to add? Do you want them to go for it this year and maybe set themselves um, backward a little bit in future years? Okay, great question. And I think it's interesting. We were in one of our last podcasts we were talking about. There was an article out recently that I was looking at their farm system, and I don't think that there's much to trade. I think yep. they, I think they need to go the other way. I think they need to trade for prospects if they want to be good. But I understand what you're saying. I also want that playoffs, and I want it bad, and I just want to taste playoff baseball for my team again. But to me, that's not worth it. I don't. They potentially could be a good enough team if if Smiley. And Felix stay healthy and come back and look good and all that stuff. Uh, and if Gamble keeps hitting like he is, then they could be a legitimate playoff team. I don't think they're a World Series team. And I don't want one playoff series and then bad for three years in a row again <laughs> afterwards. So I would Agreed. rather I would rather stay patient. As frustrating as it is, I would rather stay patient and have them, you know, maybe they're a team that makes the wild card and loses, but in the next two or three years, they're the type of team who that becomes an expectation and it's always happening. So for me, I... <sighs> If they did a minor trade that didn't get rid of one of the two or three main prospects they have, but was more of, you know, some other format that helped them. Sure. I would say, yes, go for it. Uh, But I don't want them to mortgage the farm or, you know, I don't want to give up anything. That's a two. If somebody's like two years out from the big leagues, I don't want him going anywhere. I agree. And, and I, where I took it, um, you know, in August they always do the the waiver deadline where yeah. teams can basically just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of this guy if, if you're essentially willing to take on their outsized contract." So there's always veterans that are overpaid and not living up to their contract, and teams can essentially dump salary. 
And yeah. so that's the kind of move I like to see them take, where it's not so much the the farm system being depleted, but it's it's the owner kind of putting his money where his mouth is. And you know, who knows what it could look like? You know, there's always guys like a a Pujols or a Verlander or guys that are up there in age and are overpaid. And and yeah, yeah, you know, if if the Mariners were basically it. willing to, to take on it. a bad contract, and and that's the owner stepping up and saying, hey, we're going to bump payroll. We're not going to you know trash the farm system, but we're just going to add payroll and, and that's how we're going to go for it. That's what I'd like to see. I think the, about, the ownership kind of owes it. How about a veteran catcher that can hit if one, well, if one comes yeah, up? Yeah, good, good, good luck, but yeah, that'd be, yeah. the, that'd be ideal. So in yeah. this... Valley, Dave Valley. <laughs> Dave Valley, let's bring him out of retirement. <laughs> if I'm looking at my crystal ball in this scenario here, Centaur. <laughs> yes. And I'm looking right at it now. I am looking. At it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. next to the bushcraft fire. Right? <laughs> yeah. If I'm looking at it, is in this scenario the Houston Astros ten games ahead of the Mariners this year? Yeah. So are we betting the farm on a wild card? Perhaps. No. Well, that's exactly it. That's why you know the division's gone. It's <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to to sacrifice a long term asset. To get into a one, you know, a one game playoff. That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. foolhardy. Yeah, They're, I mean, we're seeing this Houston team right now as the Mariners are playing, you know, finishing up the series with them today, and it, they're a good team. That's a good team. And they've had a little bit of injury, too. I, I don't think there's any reality, even though we won one game in this series and could still win the series. I don't think you're going to catch Houston. That's that's a good team. Yeah. That game two nights ago was probably one of the most exciting on the on the radio that I'd listened to in a while. It was yeah. just play after play, inning after inning. It was it ended up being like thirteen to three or something. But that that gave me some fire to watch the next night and to think, oh, if they can come out of this Houston stand a little with some confidence, I don't even think it's really about the record, like you're saying. I don't think we're going to catch them or whatnot, but just the confidence to know that they could go beat that team, and then if they do face them down the road in the playoffs or something, they could, you know, draw on that and say, hey, we're not out of it. I liked I liked all that. Do you think that they're, I mean, because I haven't been able to watch any games. In fact, I tried to throw on, uh, I have MLB.tv, and it just doesn't let me log in on this country, in this country or anywhere <laughs> in Europe. So. Plus, plus, it would be like, it would start at like 3 a.m., and that's just impossible um, being on a bus. But um, So I haven't been able to watch, but do you feel that the team itself, like they're fired up? Like, does it look like they're having some cohesion as a as a do they have chemistry with all the guys in there, like Gamble and Modder, the new guys stepping up? Definitely. I think they, they you know, and they, uh, Service said in an interview on sports radio the other day, he said, look, we're just, it's just fun. They're just having fun. Like he just, I think, I think it is the loosest and most fun they've looked as a team in a long time. I think you can see wow. like Segura coming back and Gamble moved to the second spot, right? Cause he was batting uh, first when Segura was out. Just kind of that, the flexibility and the fact that they, you know, <clears throat> both have been producing since then. I think that just shows that they're just, they're a team, you know, they're in it to win. It's not about personal stuff. I don't know. I have a good sense of that. Yeah, they're having fun. 
I'm a bigger believer in baseball in run differential than I am record. I mean, ultimately, it's record that counts for the playoffs and everything. But I find that run differential is it gives a truer feel of like how a team really is doing. And they're plus five run differential right now, which puts them, you know, they should be just a little bit over 500. That's a good representation. It's crazy, though, to look and see that Houston is like a hundred or a hundred plus one thirteen, a hundred and thirteen runs over. Like that's insane. There's only wow, one team yeah. higher than them. The Dodgers are a hundred and like twenty something over. So oh, wow. that gives you a real kind of separation of what type of team you are. I, I for me anyway. I mean, you've got three, four teams that are all like plus ninety or over, and those are your playoff teams right now. I mean, those are the real deal teams. So if they're gonna if they can get the pitching staff healthy again and get Segura back and get that run differential up into the like twenties or thirties, then they might be, you know, to answer uh Centaur's question, that's what I was gonna use is that like for me, if they got towards the playoffs or towards that time and and they're all of a sudden like plus thirty and run differential then I might say, you know what, this this team could win some series in the playoffs. And then I might be a little more open to to taking a real shot at a wild at a world series or something like that. So, Krusty, not only are you reading the Koran, but you're also playing Moneyball when you watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're That's just right. looking at you're looking at stats only. No, but I think run differential is a really good uh, way to judge a baseball team. What about on-base percentage? I thought that's what it was all about. Well, okay. and their, their on-base percentage is ranked fifth right now, I think, as well. So, they're, I mean, they're, they're, those numbers are both good. <clears throat> I went to sleep with this thought last night. Run differential. This is key. I'm, I'm really d- digging this concept. What if out of a three-series game or three- or four-series game, or a series of games like this Houston uh, stand right now. What if there was like a side bet in baseball? You know, they're always trying to talk about what can baseball do to appeal to a new audience or garner more fans and all that stuff. And obviously there's a million ideas, but I was having this idea. What if you took a side bet on a series stand like this and you said, hey, if the run differential favors the Mariners, Hey, at the end of three games, they get something out of it. <laughs> I don't know. Like each individual <laughs> what game. What the means, hell are you talking about? What are you talking I'm about? trying to add something to baseball from the left field. I'll I'll admit. <laughs> but what if, like Again. you know, like you had some other uh, uh, things that you drew upon in order to determine who so won the series. So you can win the World Series, but some team also wins the run differential title as well. Yeah. There's like that and you get you not the, gonna the Astros good. have to pay the Mariners ten bucks a guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's like it's very it's, much like a fantasy oh type of situation. Yeah, I'm sure it's fantasy, fantasy side bets, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's that in fantasy, but I don't think there is. You know what I think they should do is they should go <clears throat> to the automatic strike zone. I've been just saying this the last few years. Like the umpire is back there, but just let it be like computer set from now on. Just that way, it's just consistent. And then I feel like the game would be faster. There'd be less arguing, and it would the game would be better because everybody would know what a strike or a ball is. It wouldn't have to be talked about anymore. It just 
Don't you think that? Is it just me or my crazy? It's they brutal do that, that they show it on TV and then everybody knows. That's exactly. what's brutal. Is they like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was clearly a strike and they didn't call it. Yeah. And now we all have to <laughs> sit in their filth and know that yeah. the game is totally wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> Centaur, Centaur, you, you, you and I don't know that if they did that, then in a year from now we'd be hearing uh, – Chisler sitting around talking about conspiracy theories about how the <laughs> the computerized strike zone is rigged to help benefit kids or people that hit more or something like. Yeah, no, it, I, I I'm sorry though, Krusty. I'm actually with Solo on this one. I I would like to see. <laughs> oh no, I think so too. I Nuts. just think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, no, we would definitely get you know yeah. out of left field. I mean, I, I I pray we get one of Chisler's ideas out of left field. Yeah. But I think it would be coming out of right field or even further in yeah. the recesses of his mind about <laughs> how we can make side well, wagers or, you know, weird Supreme Commander card bets on, yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's going to be a ball or I don't know. It's Yeah, there should be a money ball like they do in the three-point ball shootout. Oh, okay, three, see, there we go. Like, Thank you. There's the right field. <laughs> If, if, you, if it's there. a full an orange, count, if it's a full count, you throw a Nerf ball. The reason God. why I'm bringing that up is because, uh, like, I've watched a lot of cricket for some reason in Australia <laughs> when it's on, and they actually have. Um, there's this thing called before wicket where when the ball is thrown at the plate and it hits the ground, if the batter hits the ball before the wicket, then it's a strike basically or an out on the batter. But um, what they have it now is like, it used to be like the, they have to like guess whether and an umpire would have to be like, oh yeah, the ball was definitely going to hit that wicket, but the batter knocked it out of the way. Oh, I see. Um, now saying. it's all electronic. They actually have it be like, this is exactly where the ball would have hit if he wouldn't have blocked it. So now with, that's the, automatic. With the ball tracking. If that's a, I see. It's a ball tracking device. And I'm like, if they do that in cricket, then why can't they do that in baseball? And that's an older sport. So I'm just thinking, this is ridiculous there that is we're that, even still the, like... There, there is this culture, though, with baseball of like the baseball purists or whatever. And those guys yeah. will never. They all die. Yeah. They're, they're all going for that. They're all going to die. They're old. Their time. Yeah, they gotta. Yeah. Go. They gotta go. They gotta go. Because the tennis is already doing that. They got the like eagle eye. They can like challenge it balls oh, yeah. out and stuff. They just, we need the more puck smart balls. Yeah, we need smart. Yeah, balls. hockey, soccer now has it too. Like every every sport is like technically like advanced now, except for baseball. Like I guess now you can challenge one play, right? And it's pretty weak the way they do it. Like, or the football found, at the goal line. They they need yeah, to do yeah. they need to solve that too. Breaking the plane of the goal. Well, they look at it on replays. I just mean with a sensor. With a sensor. With a oh. sensor in the ball <laughs> and tracking. And like, oh, yeah. we, we track if Marshawn wouldn't have got hit, he would have been <laughs> Ran forty more yards. Okay, so, so, I've been sorry. doing sports science for you on here the, all episodes. I don't know what the problem is. Hey, so sorry to double back on something, but Solo Chisler, are, did I hear that both you guys are subscribers to MLB TV? Yes. Yeah. That's astonishing to me. It's like two people, and and that's like two elevenths of their subscription base is on this podcast right now. You know why? Though. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll blow it up. I'll blow it up. T-Mobile gave it to all T-Mobile customers for free. So all okay. I had to do was sign up on a Tuesday. Sign up on a Tuesday, and I'm watching on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. 
I mean, the, this podcast has a larger subscription base than MLB TV. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's where where it helps me at least is you can watch those recaps of a game in five minutes, and yeah. you actually get to see all the cool plays in video. So. Yeah, and you can't watch it live there. Like, they have blackout restrictions. The only reason why I have it is obviously when I'm in New York, which is never, I get to watch the games. You know, and <laughs> I've had it for like the last four years. And it's sweet when I'm home because it's on all the time. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy because games start at 10 o'clock there, you know, and I can't ever make it through an entire game. No, no I can't either. That's anymore. why I was flabbergasted. But what Chisler said makes, yeah. makes more sense. You can just watch the condensed version yeah. and get the feel. That's, yeah. It's that, like baseball see red zone. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty insane. I really like it. Actually, it's like for entertainment value. Like it's a. I actually still had to pay. Like it was free, but it wasn't like it wouldn't give me all the games for some reason. But it it was only like twenty five bucks for the entire season. They gave it to me at half half off or something like that. Um, well, another so point it, of another point of business is. So, uh, is there enough money in the podcast bank account to rename Safeco Field? Because Ooh. apparently that's coming up. So I think I think Podcast Zillionaire Field. We could probably get some really good seats. So. Well, we got to ask Chisler how much money is in that podcast <laughs> since he's managing yeah. the account. I, I only look in my crystal ball, and it doesn't have my account numbers <laughs> in it. <so. laughs> I, I don't. Uh, no, we started the podcast zillionaire account. As far as I remember, we that was the one yeah. item of on our to do list nobody picked up. <laughs> nobody. <did. laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, I get. I guess the stadium's not going to be named Podcast Zillionaire. But what's what's your guys' predictions? Which mega company from Seattle? The crazy thing is that there's so many. You know, there's so many companies that would easily be able to afford to do it. First off, let's start with when does Safeco Field lose its um, rights, naming rights? I think they're ending it this year, right? I think in 2018 it's going to be something different, right? I think it's longer than that. Oh, I, I think thought they, they, they Centaur, Centaur would know because he was working at Safeco, I believe, right? When yeah, it, no, I, I, I want to say it's something, and 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 I hate this about uh, not knowing the actual facts, and it's all just. Speculating I'll and look makes it for a bad podcast. I want to say it's like 2025 or 2033 oh, or something. It was, I thought they said they weren't going to renew it for 2018. Well, maybe they have an opt-out clause, but I think when they originally did it, they they did it for 25 years or something. You know, it's after the 2018 season, so we can move on. Okay, so it's, okay. it's only so one more year. Nice. So yep. they have, so, so it will be year. Safeco in 2018, but after that, it could become something else. Maybe that's what it All was. Right, Maybe so they did it for 15 years. That that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Let's start with Chisler. What do you what do you think they're going to name it? Crusty man, and out of left field, came up with the best one there. I would drop the podcast and just go Zillionaire Field because yeah. We might we might branch into other. That's true. Why here. limit the brand? Why limit the brand? <laughs> that's yeah, like the, like you. walking by the store that's called Just Crepes, and you're like, oh, that's not gonna last. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go by two weeks later, and they have yeah breakfast sandwiches and steaks, and it's, it's still called I actually meant seriously. You know, I, I was actually kind of being serious because that name, like your crystal ball, is very fake. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I've got it. I've got a real one. Okay, it's okay. it's gonna be Amazon. All That's right? what I was gonna say. We Boom. everything we buy is either from Amazon or Costco now. Now that they've got Whole Foods, yeah. they've got the grocery thing. They uh, yeah, whatever it is, we're gonna buy from here on out. 
is going to be from Amazon. And so we might as well just buy our baseball from them too. And they can call it Amazon field and shorten it to the jungle. Cause you know, welcome to the jungle. Oh, the jungle. oh God. I kinda, That's good, I but kinda, I don't think they spend money like that. I don't know. Amazon, they're kind of yeah, like a little bit tight-fisted. To. I'm with you because I, I really think the naming rights, the I think it's way overstated the value they get for that or the bang for oh, the buck. Oh, there's no so, value, yeah. Yeah. I want to see some just like eccentric, weird Seattle billionaire just like show up and just say, look, I'll just pay for whatever it is, and you guys just call it like Mariner's Field. Or something, you, you know, like, you like let's on another just make awesome it a idea. cool old, like, like actual good sports name, not some company, you know. Chris Hansen should get the naming rights and name it Sonics Field, and then <laughs> <laughs> and say, "Hey, I got my Sonics in Soto." Camp Field, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll buy the stadium and turn it into a basketball stadium. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll, he's gonna he's gonna pay for or pay for the rights, and then they'll they'll call it like Griffey Park or Junior Park <laughs> or something. Or you know what could be like that Louis C.K. joke where he's like, you know, he wants to be just this rich guy and own a furniture store and just call it like. Dick fuckers furniture. <laughs> just leave it open forever. <laughs> and then everybody's like, man, how is that store still open after all these yeah. years? <laughs> Ass White Park. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real here. It's been pretty bad the last 20 years of our lives, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not quite 20. 16 years at least has been pretty shit shit. I don't want it to be an insurance company. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to yeah, be oh uh, Warehouser either. Maybe, I don't maybe want the to... question should be what would be like the funniest company that that could actually do it though. You know, like like what would be a hilarious cut co- like like Trojan <laughs> condoms or something, you know? Like <laughs> like some company that does have enough money but would be hilarious, like what about Top yeah, Pot? Maybe like Top Pot Donut Top, Field. Top Pot, <laughs> Top pot Field. <laughs> And then we could just call it the pot field. Yeah. The pot field. Oh, that's hilarious. Everybody's a see you at the pot. Actually, if Seattle's legalized it, right? Or all of yeah. Washington's legalized. It couldn't be that far off. Sour Diesel Stadium. It could be Leafly. It could be Leafly Field. Leafly Field, yeah. All these new marijuana startups that probably have big coffers. Oh, man. The pot. It wouldn't be Microsoft field, Park, you don't think? That's like over with nah, now. They're not Microsoft do it either. No, Microsoft's really making a nice comeback. Uh, I don't know if you all are aware of that, but they they're doing some really nice things with the uh, hardware and software, and their stock has been performing well over the I've last. I've messed with that like uh, that guy that that photographer saying guy that was out. He they gave him a one of those notepads, those new ones, Surface or books. And, yeah, yeah, I messed around with it. It's totally whack it's not like a ipod or ipad it still was like super slow and it just didn't feel the same you know what i mean the commercial makes it look like it's really sweet but no they're they're gonna reboot the zune and it's gonna be awesome (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna compete with the ipod nobody needs an mp3 player anymore (laughs) because our phones do it all they're gonna bring that back (laughs) let's let's actually talk about halo i mean because might as well like it's been a long time we used to have the the foursome right here going hard every night Team Slayer. I think, <laughs> I think we should all just kind of orient the audience. Like we all brought a different skill set to our Halo squadron. Like 
Krusty man the turret. Chisler was, oh yeah, and Chisler was all grenades. Actually, yeah, I don't think I was good at playing the game. I was good no, at you I was adept at uh, trash talking eight year olds on Xbox Live. Oh, you that were was very pro- good at that. That was probably my number one skill and the thing that I <laughs> enjoyed the most. <laughs> you you were pretty pretty adept with the laser sword. We'll we'll give you that though, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was going to say, say he's the I was really good with the needler. <laughs> <laughs> Dual needler. I remember the noob combo. I was so good at that in Halo 2. I got like too good at that, and then they took it away in Halo 3 because they hated people like me that would do that noob combo situation. Okay, part of part of what's brought this back up for me is that I've been watching people play Halo online on Twitch, and I didn't realize it, but there's like one of the new halo fives or halo eights or something you can literally play every version of halo going all the way back to the original online online? on on xbox live so i'm like watching these guys play these levels that we were you know dominating on halo 2 lockout and i'm just like and they're acting like it's all fresh and brand new and i'm like i could school these noobs (laughs) (laughs) supposedly there's like college scholarships available now for for being sweet at video games. Yeah, I don't there's think people I making well. their living doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Solo was Solo was legit on the sniper, right? That wasn't my thing, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More Rainbow Six. I mean, actually, yeah, Halo. it did go over to Halo 2, but Rainbow Six, I remember sniping everybody with that. Yeah. You were good. Centaur was good at the, like... <clears throat> the intercom kind of team leader aspect, like, yeah. hey, you know, fan out onto the side, and you go over here, and I'm not going to do anything, yeah. and you guys all, di- <laughs> you guys all die, t- and then I'll come in and take the spoils. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really good at just running around and distracting all the other team while they killed me 475 times. <laughs> Yeah, Krusty, were you ever really good at it? I don't remember. Yeah, I, can't I, had, actually. I had like one month where you give me a, any weapon and I won, but that was like one month. You know, it's funny. I totally forgot about all those days of like, I mean, Chisler and I. It was a lot of like, hours of our life. It was a lot yo, of my hours. I started the Tuesday night meetup, so we would yeah. play on Tuesday nights. And I wouldn't doubt if there's like two or three guys that still play every they still Tuesday. still do it. Yeah, 15 uh, years later, so. Chisler and I used to hang out in New York and like we'd be playing he, or we'd just be at the, some, my house or your house and like one of you guys would be like get online and like we like cool and I would just go home we wouldn't even hang out <laughs> together because we had to have our own TVs to play so we could play video games together was to leave each other <laughs> so to um, to steer us back around to actual <laughs> sports and not Chisler's video game watching patterns. Uh, there was a. I gotta say uh, that's impressive. There though. was an article uh, that came out like two or three days ago that was kind of interesting that caught my eye. That was uh, looking at uh, football outsiders did a breakdown on quarterbacks and their performances when they were and were not uh, under pressure, like when they had protection and time to throw the ball. And Russell Wilson was actually the num from 2012 to 2016. He was the number one statistical quarterback when not under pressure. So a three play sample size. 
So they said that and Kaepernick was number two, right? (laughs) He said that they said that uh, Wilson was pressured in that time in that time period. He's been pressured on thirty four point nine percent of his dropbacks. Whoa, yeah. But which 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 speaks even more and more to or what I wanted to bring up with that is if that's true, if you're getting pressured or you know on three a third of your dropbacks basically. But when he's not getting pressured, he's the number one statistical quarterback in the NFL. Then we got to get an offensive line that works, dude. You got to have a you got to find a way to give that guy time because when he has it, he's the best in the NFL. I don't know, dude. I Russell's pretty bad. I, no, nobody here. <laughs> nobody here likes Russell Wilson, especially not in, not in Seattle. I feel like you're the only one that doesn't like Russell Wilson. Like when <laughs> we're when we're like texting it, yeah, we'll be like texting and be like, he needs to make that throw well, every single time we're texting. I'm, I'm like, yeah, but he was being chased. If I'm criticizing one specific player throw. Like, I it's because I think he's so good. Like, I yeah. expect him to be Russell. He's money. And Krusty also has that better. mentality where it. he can throw a bad play out the second after it's happened, and he can just be right on to the next play. So he might be critical, but it's gone in five seconds. He's got that winning championship mentality. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it as a fan. I have to take those lessons to those cliches that they say in the press conferences. And I'm like, okay, this applies to my life too. This, we're just going to take this one day at a time. I have to throw out the bad plays. I have to just be ready. <laughs> you got crusty right there. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I have to talk him down like Doug Baldwin talks Russell Wilson down on the sideline. <laughs> oh, I know. Krusty, Krusty's a basket case when the game is on. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. the first two plays, he's like, it's over. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> season's done. They he can't stop to throw anyone. Down <laughs> I, I, I consume all sports, but particularly football, with a vast amount of emotion <laughs> and very, very little logic. I think this is we need to have like a video podcast segment uh, when yeah, the season well, starts. So here's the thing. If, if people can <laughs> if people can make money getting watched playing video games, I think I can make money getting watched watching football. <laughs> just, this is a great idea. at me while I watch the game. This, uh, you know, there's that freaking fan in the audio in the in the stadium at uh uh, CenturyLink, who wears this like funny hat with green grass on it, and Norb, I think is his name. I see and next Norb. He selfies himself Norb the whole Cam. game. Yeah, and it's like a million people watch it. So you're right, dude. We just need to make Twitch for fans watching the game, except we'd call it, I don't know, bitch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Krusty Cam. <laughs> dude, that's actually a good one. Uh, you should set that up, Chisler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. KrustyCam.com? Come on, that's perfect. Because yeah, I am all over the place. I am so loud. It's Yeah, it's not good. Actually, you know what? I'm not joking. You need to set that up. You need to like we need to start a website for you. Krustycam.com. Every game you just set up the camera, live feed. I mean, you could just start a Facebook fan or a like a Facebook page for that, yeah. you know, and just go live feed Krusty Cam while you're watching the games. That's like that's just like inviting a, him to ditch us in this podcast though, as oh, his I fame will too. his fame I will explodes. In a like Krusty just I remember when he was just a just a lonely old podcaster. We put him on solo. Now he's we a put Facebook him on. live guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
so what were we talking about? Russell Wilson again? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Just go go with your three on three league you were talking about earlier. Yeah, that was interesting. Okay, well, you know, uh, in Spokane right now we got Hoop Fest going on, and that's probably the biggest three on three tournament at least I know of in in Washington, maybe the country, but. It is, yep. You know, that kind of popularity, I think Ice Cube came to Spokane one time, and before he freaked out about being racially profiled, he (laughs) watched this three-on-three festival and thought, hey, maybe there's some money to be made. And he recruited a bunch of uh, retired NBA uh, pros, and he's touring the country. Today is the first uh, series of games, and they're at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I mean, huge Huge venue, so they're selling. That is, they're huge, selling a yeah. bunch of tickets to for people to watch retired NBA <sighs> players. NBA uh, is not behind this. This is street ball, but half court three on three. So see the rules. So are. they're playing. There's no rules. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. And you could be a player coach too. This whole topic goes perfect because for those of you who don't know, the intro music is a famous song that Chisler and I wrote a long time ago called Blacktop and Chains, which is specifically about three-on-three basketball. Um, we grew up playing dunk hoops, we called it. and so We call them dunk hoops, the, the blacktop <clears throat> and the, uh, the chain net, eight-foot rims. We felt like Jordan back then. <laughs> well, now I, I feel like LeBron now, but I know this is a salty subject for Chisler. <laughs> So would you guys watch it? Would you guys watch a three-on-three league? No, hell no. Here's that the thing like the I don't like the NBA, boring. so I'll give it a try. I think that no. I would go to it if I was in the town that it was at. Like, I think yeah. I would just for the, like, unique. I think it would be fun event would be my guess. I'd just be weird and kind of interesting. As long as it wasn't wildly expensive, I would go to it. But I'm not going to watch it on TV. I mean, I might watch it, nah. like, one time, but... Those guys aren't going to be good. They're all tired and old. And See, I think I it could be funny. I, I, it depends on how the yeah. players take it. Like, I think they could. I think it could have like kind of a, a goofy quality to it, where they like talk mad trash to each other and stuff. They'd have to have like, the little like lapel mics, like they do for those old tennis. You know how like Sampras will play like. Oh um, yeah, McEnroe and yeah, and McEnroe, Bjorn. and they have the the mics. It's like an exhibition match. That would be the fun way, and I think they kind of do that with the celebrity softball matches, right? They got the like Griffey will be playing. He's got a little lapel. It'll totally be cranked up on entertainment and dialed down on. Yeah, professionalism. I think I <laughs> yeah. think there's a definite niche because you know there's there's a lot of people that are watching NBA games and they're like you know what I really want out of this is I want less structure, less defense, yeah. more one on one isolations, worse execution, yeah. more <laughs> more. Three you know what they shit. will say though is they'll say I want less referees. Yeah, they will say yeah. that. <laughs> It's basically just a worse version of the NBA is what you'll be watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Older guys. I think it just well, depends on how they package it. You know, it's, is it going to be when Vince McMahon tried to start the XFL or whatever and just a joke? and Or is it like done well and like produced well and, and comes out as it's a It's going to be produced product, so you know? bad. Yeah. 
It's gonna. I can already tell it's gonna be awful. You guys, we should all be hoping that this succeeds because this needs to set the trend and the model for all of our careers. As soon as Camp Krusty is, you know, or as soon as you're too old for Camp Krusty, what are you gonna do, man? We're gonna have to have this retired Camp Krusty league for you to make money. I, I just feel like there's gotta be a no, retired gonna, web yeah, designer. I'm gonna be a million dollars. I'm gonna be a million. Millionaire with Krusty Cam. <laughs> I hate how like exactly. I hate how like we're all just we have good ideas, but they're all just a little bit JV. You know, like Krusty <laughs> yeah. Cam and us doing a three on three league, and I mean all this stuff. It's like, yeah, we should do that. We should get our Halo group going again. Oh well, and, yeah. everyone's already doing it way better. Crap. All right, <laughs> I guess we're still JV. Well. Okay, okay, I got one more good idea. Then let's see if you like this one. All right. Valentine's Day. I just registered the domain name chocolatelocket.com. Ooh. <laughs> Chocolate Chocolatelocket.com ava- was available, and I was like, why is that not a cool thing that you do on Valentine's Day? You give your significant other a chocolate locket. It covers the chocolate part, it covers the jewelry part, and boom, and your competition on Valentine's Day is Sherry's Berries. I mean, we can destroy Sherry's Berries with Chocolate Locket. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of easy... Um, Celebrity endorsement potential. You can get Ricardo Lockett out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's my God. God. That's what I too much right now. Chocolate Lockett. No, you won't be able to get Tyler Lockett. You could get Ricardo, though. <laughs> Dude, we could do the best commercial with Ricardo Lockett. Like, have him get, like, tackled and be on the field. And instead of throwing up the LOB sign, he raises up a chocolate locket on the <laughs> yeah. His wife's in the stands crying. And oh, it's like yeah, a double. Baby. It's a double entendre. You know the chocolate yeah, locket and, and yeah. the literal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. this is. I horrible. mean, it all makes sense. He advertised it on BET for show. Uh, okay. I, if if well, we haven't capitalized on Ricardo Lockett almost dying on the field yet monetarily, somebody needs to. <laughs> Crazy. All right, guys, I'm pretty much got to go. Oh, really? Yeah, we okay. got to wrap it up. One I'm, more thing, though, Krusty. One last thing. One more. Wait, 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 just real quickly. And before we start this one last thing, I want to mention one more other thing. Three. I can only get it down to three more things. Three more things. That's my minimum. All right. Awesome episode. Uh, let's guys. try to. Yeah, let's try to end it on a good note next time. Uh, not talking about chocolatelocket.com. <laughs> I had some really, really far-fetched ideas today. I have to uh, say you I'm, proud, I'm proud of myself. You always do. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> thanks for coming back on with us, Centaur. No, yeah, thanks for the invite. To happy, yeah. to, happy to hop on anytime. See you from uh, from the next country I'm in. All right. Play play that outro music live. <laughs> All, right. All right, peace. Yeah. <laughs>